is on the radio today so turn it up it's time to get on with the show on 987 ESPN radio good afternoon everybody welcome to the show Wednesday February 7 2023. Michael K, Don LaGreca, Peter Rosenberg, beautiful day outside, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff to talk about. Big Would You Wednesday, John Heyman's birthday, so many things to celebrate. Oh, yeah. And here we are to do it with you. I'm so excited. Hope you guys are as well. Very excited. I oh, love once, once you said Heyman's birthday, I'm I late. I mean, it, it, it should be a national holiday. I've always I've said, that. said that. Yeah. We both said it together. So I want to celebrate it by setting something on fire. Really? Yeah. Arson. Oh, Arson Judge. That's awful. A guy's body of work is pristine, and you bring up one mistake. No, wow. I was just having fun with it. You can't yeah, have fun with it? And all yeah, of a sudden, you know, he, what, I, you know what? Maybe think, I don't like him. You think maybe it hurts him? Well, listen. All I'm saying is, if we can't joke, then I, I don't want no part of him. That's interesting. And I don't think he'd have an issue. No, he's a great he's a great man. So happy birthday, John. So here we go. Before we get into the Jalen Brunson injury, oh, no. at this point doesn't seem as serious as it might have looked when he went down. And Peter was our man at the garden. Oh, yeah, I was on top what of the it. garden was like. But I want to just start off with this quick thing. First of all, I'd like to congratulate the Brooklyn Nets for showing an incredible amount of nads and not playing a tribute video to Kyrie Irving, a man who single-handedly destroyed what you were trying to do. Didn't play a tribute video a week before they played a tribute video to Kevin Durant. So that that in itself was a perfect statement by the Nets that what you did is reprehensible. We'll never forget it. We're not going to celebrate you. So congratulations to the Nets because all three of us thought they were going to play a play a video, right, guys? We all thought they. Were I thought play. so. I mean, they they split the difference by just you know wel- welcoming the crew back, right. the three guys that were dealt away to Dallas. So it was just like welcome back, Kyrie, and um, who are the other two? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. But that, but the, the, that was what they did. So they they acknowledged his return, but didn't give him a video. All right. So here's but the, the fact point. that they 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 just but real quick they not only they acknowledged it, Don, but in a in a graphic with two other players, it was it was wonderful. Right. It, it was, was I mean, Kyrie Irving is one of the best players in the world, and he was treated like lint the way he should be treated because of what it, it was wonderful. But here's what I'd like to know. And, and throughout the show, please, I, I welcome anybody. So when he was announced in the starting lineup, there was a smattering of boos and, a, and, and some cheers. Please, if you're one of the clown shoes that cheered, I want to know well, why. What were you cheering? Because they're not Net fans, Michael. We talked about this before. There are people well, that are well, Kyrie maybe, fans. Well, I bet maybe, you- maybe there were Net fans there that cheered. I want to hear from them. What made you cheer this guy who was an unbelievable saboteur for what you were trying to build? What, what made you cheer? I want to know. I want to hear from those people. Well, and if they are, as you said, well, just Maverick fans or Kyrie fans, okay, right. that I understand. But if you're a Net fan that you put your hands together and clap for him, I want to know why. But there were people, if you remember when he was here and not playing because of the vaccine or because of social injustice or whatever, that called the show to defend him. There are people that look at Kyrie and support him. And the Nets aren't doing very well now. There was a caller, I don't remember his name, he was on the morning show, he called the morning show, to say that the true villain with the Nets were the Nets themselves for not dealing Kyrie when all this was going on. When he was ineligible to play at home, they should have dealt him away. Now, that was just one fan's opinion, but there are people that go great lengths to be that guy to support Kyrie. So I'm not surprised, Michael, that he got cheers. Some of them were Maverick fans, some of them were Kyrie fans, and some of them just supported him blindly with the decisions he made that were here. Well, there, you can't listen, say there weren't people that supported him when he was going on. There, there are some people, and I, I certainly um, sympathize and understand, that understood why he didn't want to take the vaccine. So this is not about that. It's about all the other stuff, just walking away from the team, just leaving, going AWOL for, you know, because of, of things going on in the country, which were going on for everybody, and everybody has to go to work. Kevin Durant went to work. Everybody went to work, but oh, Kyrie yeah. didn't. And he's the guy who demanded to be traded. He's the guy. 
He is the guy. So yesterday it was fan. You know, he's inbounding the ball. A fan said, "Why don't you? Why don't you play like this when you with the Nets?" He said, "Blame Mayor Adams." I'm not. I am not going to relitigate that. But that that's just a small part of it. He's the one who decided because the Nets didn't give him a max offer that he wanted to be traded, which then Harden wanted to be traded, and then eventually led to Durant wanting to be traded. So he put together Durant and him to go to Brooklyn, and he's the one who single-handedly broke it down. So if there's a Net fan out there that knows how to use the phone that cheered Mom, for him yesterday, I want to know why. I'll tell you what. I would be shocked if we didn't get a call or two supporting Kyrie. Oh, I'll I'm, I'm a, looking forward we'll have to a nice it, conversation. But, uh, but there's Michael Peter knows this too. There's always that guy. There's always somebody that is going to just blindly support the player. Now, whether that's politically motivated or just not liking management, whatever it is, I'm sure that there are some Kyrie fans out there that will, if they can get through, will support him. Can't wait to talk to them. I'm in that sort of mood. Good mood. You know where you know where I had lunch today? Do you want to know where I had lunch today? Where? Oh, it, where? It's, it's very exclusive. Very exclusive. It might be more exclusive than the place I wanted to go to, Fort Charles. Hmm. I had lunch today with my wife at Rayos. Wow. Okay. Well, you've been there I, before. Yeah, but it's still it's a it's a treat. So Fordham had a, a big fundraiser there. For, I mean, Rayo's is never open for lunch, so they invited me to come, and I was there. I had a great time. Fordham's great. Great. Had a meatball. Loved it. You had a meatball. That's a, but the, the size of the meatballs uh, is about the size of your head, Don. That's all you needed was a meatball. That's all I needed. It's beautiful. And then we took some food that. home, too. So just thought I'd tell you that. And what was this today? And, and what they do with this? This was today, yeah. And what what they do with this uh, fundraiser? Well, it was it was to raise money for NIL, you know, name, image, and likeness. Which uh, we're not going to get totally into this, but I will tell you this: if you've been following Rick Pitino on social media, he's saying how the system is broken, and he's saying how there should be a cap on what you know schools could spend, and you know what they give an athlete should be documented. And all I could think of, and I was talking. To, to some people at this event as well. Rick Pitino is realizing, while, while at St. John's, his genius as a basketball coach is the ability to build the player up over a number of years where they become a Rick Pitino player. He can't do that anymore. College basketball is more of the wild, wild west than ever before, and Patino is realizing he's got these people for one year, and then they'll transfer somewhere else, another school that could offer them money. And St. John's probably is not the wealthiest school in the world in terms of endowment, so they can go to you know a, team, a school in the ACC, they, in the Big Ten, whatever the case may be. I think that's why Jay Wright got out of town. It's different. It's diff- Jay Wright's strength is keeping guys like Jalen Brunson and DiVincenzo and Hart for three or four years and make them Villanova players. If you've got to go out every single year and reload and bring somebody in for one year and then lose them, you can't be the coach that you're meant to be. And also, you're, you're, you're not even recruiting parents anymore. You know what you're doing? A 17-year-old kid is bringing an agent. How much? How much are you guys going to give me? It's a different world. I think Patino might have been better off staying in Iona because those kids stay for four years. That St. John's going to be one and done, one and done. He's never going to be able to institute his greatness. And when you see the urgency of his social media posts, he knows these rules have to change or he's in trouble. He's not going to be able to be Rick Rick Patino. And one other thing you see with college coaches, guys, you've seen it. They're leaving to be assistant coaches in the NFL. They don't have to beg kids and give them millions of dollars when they're 17 well, years old. There's certain schools that can't do it. And you also have superpowers. I think that's why Nick Saban left, right, too. Because you have superpower teams that now, when it comes down to dollars and cents, well, it's still Mobile, Alabama. So their alumni may not be the billionaires that might go to school, say, at, at Cal. Also, Don, of all the teams in the SEC, I think that Alabama has one of the lowest endowments. It's like seven, right. it's, it, well, because, it's nothing because, compared to the other Because now it becomes like pro sport, becomes big market, small yes. market. Yeah, do you want to play for the Yankees? Right. Do you want to play for the Guardians? So Alabama can print championships because they're a superpower. But at the end of the day, how many billionaires graduate from Alabama as opposed to Stanford 
or as opposed to Cal, like in the, in the Northern California, where they're all probably getting involved in computers or, or going to other schools where, you know, they, they now will sink, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into the program. I mean, they, they can't do that at some of the smaller schools. So now all of a sudden you go from superpower to just on just another university in a small market that can't generate that kind of income. Yeah, and, and this Fordham thing today was you know to raise money for NIL. They've got to be able to compete with other schools. In the Atlantic 10, you, you've got to be now, able to bring money in. Now, maybe it could work to Fordham's advantage, Michael, because they are in New York. They probably right. do have graduates that are, are very affluent that want to give back. So it could work for Fordham. Now, on the surface, it doesn't look like it because am I going to win a national championship at Fordham? But maybe over time, Michael, a school like Fordham can benefit from this. Yeah, I just think that the whole the whole thing has to be... I, well, how do you put the milk back think, in the udder, as you like to say? I mean, now, now well, you've I done. Mean, it. But they, they've got to. They try to get. They have to try to get some milk back in because this is. This is. I don't think schools could survive. Uh, you, you just can't. And I want the players to be paid, but there has to be some kind of unionization, or there has to be some kind of a um, program. This guy gets this. Uh, you just can't. Well, you, you can't keep throwing millions of dollars at seventeen-year-olds to stay for one year. Doesn't make sense. And, and you look on women's sports, you know, Caitlin Clark is going to take a pay cut when she graduates. Yep. Because there's nobody in the NBA is going to pay her the, what she's making now in college basketball. Same thing with Angel Reese. You know, so what does it do to women's sports? Where there may be pro leagues to get into, but are they as lucrative as, as college sports? Because even in hockey, some of the women's programs are, are very well attended and people care as much. And then they want to jump over to the professional women's hockey league and... There's obviously a budget, not a lot of money to be made. And so how does that hurt women's athletes? It probably helps because it makes them stay there longer. Yeah. But now where do they go? Well, I mean, in the case of something like women's hockey down, I'm guessing NIL now could be the whole thing. Like that's that you'll yeah. do better there than anywhere else in oh, yeah. your career. No, so, so, it, so it definitely works um, for women's hockey and women's basketball for sure. But on the men's side... It's a little right, bit of a different story. Let's get to Jalen Brunson. Now, Pete, well, no joke, Peter was at the game. Did you stay for when he hurt his ankle? Were you still there? You, would you like me to lie or tell you the truth? No, I want So uh, you left, right? That's right. So you okay. weren't there. So it was a blowout. No. Uh, it was a blowout. I, I, I can't blame It was a weeknight well, blowout. Well, it's, 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 it is what it is. Memphis actually had three non-drafted starters. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a G League team. Oh, it was it was a dreadful. You're talking about you're talking about uh, no Jaw, no Marcus right. Smart, no Desmond Bain. It, it was a repugnant game. It was awful, and and the Knicks looked like they were a, on the way to a blowout. So um, Memphis started to hit threes in the fourth quarter. I mean, at an alarming rate, and they ended up. Uh, it was twenty. They had a 20, Knicks had a twenty point lead with eight minutes left. So. The automatic knee-jerk reaction when you're talking about a, a, a Tom Thibodeau team is, you know, it keeps guys in too long. But anybody who says that Jalen Brunson, he, he actually put Brunson in when it got to 20 with eight minutes left, that Brunson should have been in the game, they, they, they don't watch the NBA. You, you hit five threes in a row, which is not un, unreasonable. That lead is gone. They, they, they were up at the beginning of the fourth quarter, about 25, something like 24, and, and the Memphis Grizzlies, with two minutes left, cut it to four. So you can't say, well, he got hurt because you brought him in in a, in a blowout game. There are no blowout games with eight minutes left in the NBA. Sorry, there's not. The one thing about the Memphis Grizzlies, they live and die the way they're structured now. If they hit threes, they're in games. If they don't, they don't. So they didn't hit threes for the first half. They got blown out. Then they slowly hit some in the third. And in the fourth, they just got became red hot. And when they cut it to four, DiVincenzo hit a monster dagger three that you know gave the Knicks some breathing room. They ended up winning by 10. But because they had to bring him in, because you can't say a 20-point a, a, a lead is a blowout, that it's insurmountable, Thibodeau brought him in, and he hurt his ankle. I'm not, I don't think anybody gets blamed here. It's just the basketball gods frowned on Jalen Brunson. They've been frowning on the Knicks a lot. So you have to hope that he's not out for a while. Now, the smart play for the Knicks, if, if his ankle is bothering him, and he walked off under his own power, is you probably don't play him tomorrow against the Mavs, and you probably don't play him at all until the All-Star game. And then you probably gently hint to him, maybe you shouldn't play in the All-Star game. Because without Randall, and then if you take Brunson out of the equation, you got no chance. You got no chance. But I'm not putting any blame on Thibodeau. That's ridiculous to think like that. 
One of the strengths of the Knicks is that they play pedal to the metal all the time. That's why they're good. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to change because you're good? The thing that got you good is that you don't give guys nights off. There's no load management with the Knicks. And you can't argue about putting the star back in 20 points with eight minutes left. That's not undoable. And the Mavericks showed it wasn't undoable. So we got to cross right. our fingers Look, because even Hart's knee is but, barking and has been barking most of the year. And, you know, he, he ended up staying in the game. But these are guys you have to have, but, guys. But the thing is, in the NBA, even with a team that literally started three undrafted players to begin the game and we're down like 15 to two in the blink of an eye, it was ridiculous, is that teams can come back and they can use the three to make a non-competitive game competitive. The big teams like the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nuggets – and maybe even the T-Wolves at this point, can sacrifice a game and say, All right, I'm willing to blow this lead to rest my guy. The Knicks can't do that. The Knicks want to win every game they can. If they want to finish as a three-seed or possibly a two-seed, they can't mail in any game because they can't take the chance of blowing a big lead against the Grizzlies at home when you're trying to win every game you can, Michael. So that's the issue is if you want to just let's just make the playoffs. I don't care where we finish as long as we get into the playoffs and we're fresh. If you want to do that, then you probably bench Brunson in the 20-point lead and run the risk of possibly blowing the game. But if you want to finish in the t- if you want to finish 2 or 3 and get home court advantage in the first round, then you have to do this, Michael, because you aren't you can't sacrifice games. I I agree. And it's there's a big difference finishing 6th and finishing 2nd, 3rd yeah. or 4th. There just is. But the, but the Celtics can sit there and go, "Oh, maybe we'll blow a few games here and maybe we'll finish 2nd." They don't care because they don't see the difference. But the Knicks can't afford to do that. Let's take some calls. 1-800-919-3776. And we'll start with Jeff in Brooklyn. Jeff. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Thanks for Good. taking my call. How you doing? I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan ever since New Jersey. Okay. All right? Now, with the Kyrie Irving situation, I'm a big fan of the kid. But I never wanted him to come to Brooklyn. And I promise you I did not cheer him yesterday. I was not cheering him because he single-handedly destroyed this team. And you want to know what stung the most was his uh, press conference after the game. He did not want to take no accountability. Guy was talking about um, something about um, moving forward and stuff like that. Bro, you messed up. You messed up a beautiful thing that we had for Brooklyn, New York, all together. Like you know, you messed that up. And with, yes, because you were arrogant and you wanted to get paid, you should have just played and earned your money. Earn your keep. Well, he didn't do that. But he, he said, did not do that at all. So I cannot. I, I as much as I love Kyrie and I stabbed with him with all through the, everything, the way he went out, I could never. As a genuine Nets fan, I can never ever root for him, especially when he come and play against us, because you messed us up. And another point I want to make: Sean Marks needs to get rid of Jacques Vaughn, or he needs to go, because this team is we're wasting the season away. These young men, you can tell, they don't even want to play for this guy no more. Like, they, this team is like, this is organization malpractice. I am a livid Nets fan. I'm just trying to keep it real professional talking to you guys. I am not happy with the but, way the Nets are playing. But, Jeff, I, I mean, I'm not saying that, um, you know, he's Greg Popovich. But uh, they're, not, they're not winning because they don't have enough talent right now. Yeah, they're not, they're not good. They're just not good. I mean, how how is it Jacques Vaughn's fault? I mean, he he's going to ultimately take the fall, but it's not a great roster. You got and, Ben Simmons in and out on a minutes limitation. I mean, what do you want the guy to do? And here's the deal with with Kyrie. I, I don't know if we have the sound, but I heard it earlier today, where he said, "You know, we didn't win a championship. Championships are important, but there were things that were more important." Meaning. You know, not not taking the vaccine, the social issues. That was always our rub, is that the guy wasn't all in. And he, he admits that. Like, he wanted to win. He wants to win games. But there are other things that come up, other stances, other things that he puts ahead of basketball. That's just who he is. And I guess in some cases, it's an admirable trait. But as long as you're an NBA player, you can't afford to do that. This This, this, this is what he said, guys. I'm a uh, New Jerusalem or New Jersey kid all the way through and through, man. Everything that I've learned uh, about myself has come from being in the city and being in Jersey. So when I got an opportunity to play for the New Jersey Nets or play for the Brooklyn Nets, I, I always make that mistake because for me, it was a childhood dream. You know, I left the NBA Finals game uh, watching J-Kid play 
watching Kerry Kittles play, watching Kenny Martin play. And I left that game. I was sitting up in the nosebleeds with my dad and my sister, and I went home, and that's when I decided I wanted to become an NBA player. So that's what I'm talking about in terms of the next generation watching. Um, I got to experience the, the highs and lows of being part of two Eastern Conference Finals, watching them get very close and, and um, be defeated. But what I learned is I, I don't want that to be us, and that was the, the motivation and the drive. Um, obviously, I, I fell short in terms of the championship aspirations, but for me, I think it was bigger than a championship here. I had to really take some moral stances that uh, propelled me into a, a place in my life that I had to become accustomed to. There were some political things that were going on here as well that I couldn't control that I, I was responsible for. Um, there were some things that I did on my court that I look back on and they were mistakes and I have to you know, be accountable for those things. All right. So he said, so right, Peter, I mean, you can look at that and go, all right, admirable. But I guess if you're a net fan, and you are you're a net executive and you're paying him to be an NBA player and he puts things ahead of a championship ahead of the team I could see where that's going to rub you the wrong way because you'd like to think that everybody on your team is all in and the thing with Kyrie as admirable as it may be there were several things that got in the way of him playing NBA basketball and it wasn't just the net so you can't say it was the vaccination stuff he wanted out of Cleveland he talked his way out of Boston, talked his way out of Brooklyn. He'll end up talking his way out of Dallas, too, because right. he's too he's too smart for his own good and not as smart as he thinks he is. And just like they, a Raj. Yeah, I, I think they're almost the same person. Peter, what was the New Jerusalem that I'm sure that that was a, a Freudian slip. What was that about? No, 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 it's not. It's a nickname for Newark. Oh, really? Yeah. OK. New Jerusalem. All right. Let's go to Fred in Washington Heights. Hi, guys. How are hey, you doing? Hey, Fred. Good. What's How up? you doing? Talk to you guys before. I'm 90 years old, and I'm old school. Don, I respect your, your viewpoints. Kyrie is more conscious of what's going on in the world. And if he's willing to give up money to do this, I respect that. Okay. Yeah, but, no. but one, th- one thing, though, Fred, but when yes. you're part of a team, you're letting your team down when you do that. So, yeah, if you're willing to give up money, and I, he, he got paid most of the time. I'm not sure about the vaccine stuff at home. I don't think he got paid for that. But he let his team down for his yeah. stances. I went. I, I have to bring this in, and I know you guys don't want to hear it. What happened to Mark Jackson? I don't know. Yeah, nobody talks about Mark Jackson. It's we all did. based on we the just same did. thing. I, we, I just said it. Nobody no, 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 no. No, two weeks ago, we, we talked Mark about Jackson, when Mark Jackson, Jackson didn't get a job, Golden we talked State about what it is today. Yep. Mark Jackson made Golden State what it is. Absolutely. And and they cut him like butter. Yeah, but but Fred, when, we think, when he, he was with the Knicks, they used to gather in the center and pray before they played ball. Well, I don't know. No, 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 like no, no. Well, Fred, well, thank you. That's that has nothing to do with it. There's something there's something deeper that is not yeah. being discussed. It's almost like. Well, but who cares? I'm all, sorry. Real all, quick. What, what does that have to do with Kyrie? Sorry. I'm real quick. Yeah, it didn't. But but my, my point is. He has not had a sniff at another coaching job since Golden State. Not a sniff. Now, I, I love Mark Jackson. I'm friends with Mark Jackson. But there must be something there that people are thinking. That the, same, same thing with the enemy. When, when people don't get jobs for a long period of time, even Jeff Van Gundy, there's got to well, be something that we don't understand. I think what the caller is trying to allude to, and I've thought about this myself, is that Mark Jackson is a man of God. And does that rub the current player the wrong way if he's a very moralistic guy? Is he a judgmental guy? But all I know is a lot of players, before an interview even starts, they want to thank God Absolutely. for the win. Absolutely. So, I, so can't ima- I, can't, I, I can't imagine that that's the issue. So if he wants to go there, he's entitled to have that opinion. Well, I'm not I mean, sure he, if that's but the he's case. Also, but Don, then he's also tying that to Kyrie. 
Well, he's trying Meaning, to tie it to Kyrie in the sense that, hey, he's got bigger fish to fry, and he respects the people that don't put basketball number one, the people that put God number one, the people that put the politics and what's going on in the world as number one. He respects that, and that's what I said. I can understand that some of those feelings are admirable, but I can also understand when I'm trying to build a basketball team, I'm not sure I can build it around a guy that in any moment can decide I'm not going to play. Yes, he did sacrifice money. I get it. Good on him, but how am I supposed to build a franchise around the best player knowing that in any moment now something may happen that he'll put ahead of basketball and then disappear for two weeks? I can't do that. You know how I celebrate the man? You might not agree. Novak Djokovic, right? He wouldn't take the vaccine. He cost himself chances to win majors. All of that. That's him. He didn't hurt anybody else. When you're a member of a team and all of a sudden you take these moral stands and your, your teammates are not taking those stands, you're hurting them. When you're a member of a team, you have to make team decisions, too. Are you a real teammate? Well, and also, I'm sorry, when you decide to go rogue in post-documentaries and get into conversations about anti-Semitism that are total distractions and you get suspended, that also has nothing to do with real beliefs. That has to do with not paying attention to stuff and reposting stuff because you're that guy. Like I, I want to support... I've been there have been many times when I've wanted to support Kyrie and I appreciate the gentleman who just called liking someone who stands on beliefs 100% but you got to do the work and know what your beliefs are Kyrie like Aaron Rodgers has always been sure that they're right on everything and sometimes they've just flatly dropped the ball and I don't think you have to celebrate them just because they happen to get really behind an idea that they failed on. I will come back. First, Don's going to tell us about BetMGM. There's never been a better time for football fans to bet the big game than with BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and get all in on the action for the biggest Sunday of the football season. Can't be in Vegas for the big game? BetMGM app brings the gridiron action to you with a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and player props. The BetMGM app is your betting home for the big game. From spectacular catches to game-winning drives, BetMGM makes every play matter more than ever. Catch the game-winning drives. Download the app today and discover why BetMGM is your first choice for the final kickoff. The big game is here, and end zone excitement doesn't get any bigger than this. Get off the bench and into the huddle with the king of sportsbooks. See BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Plenty one plus years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Don LaGreca here to tell you about my friends at Bath Fitter. They remodeled my mom's bath, did an awesome job. The process was easy. One expert installer, even with the customization she needed for a cast iron tub. It was done in one day with no demo or mess. It's beautiful, high quality, permanent solution. Bath Fitter provides a lifetime guarantee. Three million happy customers like my mom. For a limited time, get 0% interest or save $500 on a complete Bath Fitter system. So start designing your bath today at bathfitterdesign.com. There is only one Bath Fitter. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. One quick thing about the Kyrie situation. He became such a pain in the rear end that that forced James Harden to ask for trade. He didn't want to be part of it. He could see exactly what was going on. That winning was not foremost in this guy's mind. There were other more important things. And that's fine. Except that when you're a member of a team, that's bad. Then when they don't give him the max offer, he gets his nose out of joint. Then he demands to be traded. And after he demands to be traded, Duran is the last guy standing. And he said, well, I want out too. That's exactly how it played out. If you're a Net fan, how could you have any warm feelings about Kyrie Irving? How could you do it? How could you think, wow, that was a good era? No, it wasn't an ERA. It was an E-R-R-O-R. It was, it was just so messed up what he did. Uh, we always joke about Phil Jackson was probably a saboteur. Wow. I mean, was, Kyrie Irving has all the makings of a saboteur. Destroyed the franchise. And also, there, there's no more aware sport than the NBA. You're telling me LeBron James doesn't take a stand on things, doesn't care about things? Does he miss the amount of time that Kyrie does? So you can look at it as admirable that he does put other things ahead of basketball, but but is he the only one in the NBA? Is the only one in professional sports? Everybody else realizes, yeah, I'd like to take a stand here, but I also am a, I'm part of a team. They need me. I got to play. Be Maya Rudolph then, or, or right? Or, or um, is that, that who it was? No. Who was it that the the woman that gave up uh, basketball? Maya Moore, excuse me. I, I Maya yeah, Maya Rudolph goes back yeah. a long time ago. But you know what I'm saying? It's like you always brought it up during the Kyrie thing. Listen, if you want to put everything ahead, then don't play basketball anymore. You've made more than enough money and go fight for social justice. And I think everybody would be think it's great if you did that. And I think all three of us, when all of that stuff was happening in the world, everything, the political stuff, the all of that stuff, it hurt. I mean, we we were we were coming on the air, and we were. I mean, our mind was in a different, uh, many different places. But you have a job to do. You've made a commitment. You have a contract. We weren't going to solve the world's problems. Kyrie didn't solve the world's problems. He just destroyed the Brooklyn Nets. That's what he did. Hey, the the uh, the Michael K show is going to be live from UBS Arena tomorrow. Oh, you bet it will be. Yeah, it's before the Islanders face off against Tampa Lightning. Doors are going to open at 5 p.m. for fans to catch the show before the game. So join the New York Islanders for some fun in February. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena. Be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today, newyorkislanders.com slash Feb. That's short for February. You know, a lot Mm. of people have pushed back and said, you know, UBS Arena is not on the island. It, it technically is because it, Brooklyn's part of the island. Technically, so I mean, people are saying that it's it's quite literally in Queens. Peter, you're good at this stuff. Is it literally in Queens? Because I thought Elmont, Long Island, it's in Elmont where Belmont I Raceway think, is. It's I think right the on the border. building itself is literally on Long Island, right? And the or in Long Island, I should say, because it's all on Long Island, and and Queens is is like practically in the parking lot. It, I think it's that close. So, who was it you that was corrected, Don, on social media? Somebody was corrected that you keep saying it's on Long Island, but it's really in Queens. It's real. Essentially, it's really, we, I mean. Now, what listen, town is it in? No, no, technically, technically, well, hold on. Technically, Brooklyn and Queens are both on right. Long Island. So, but we will be on Long Island the next two listen, days. Listen, I, right? I, I just it. looked it up. Elmont is uh, a hamlet in northwest Hempstead in Nassau County, New York. So is Elmont is on Long Island. It's right at the border. But Elmont, I believe, is the first town as you enter technically Long Island. But if you want to actually talk about the island, 
It includes Queens. It includes parts of Brooklyn. So stop. But this is almost like the Buffalo fans saying that they're part of New York. It's come on. We're going out on the island. If you don't like it, don't come. <laughs> or if you think it's in Queens, come and say it's Queens. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Either way. You know what? Well, I'm happy to agree with you. Whatever you want. Just come by and say hi. So can we say who our guests are tomorrow, Anthony, or is that secret? I don't think it's a secret. We're going to have Lou Lamorello on. This is he a, doesn't do many of these stuff. I got to tell you, I, I just went through my memory bank of the 30 years that I've known the man. And I've interviewed him many times on this show, other shows. I don't think I've ever spoken to him in person on the air. He doesn't I, do that. I think we had him once when he got hired by the Islanders. Right, and we on the phone. Yeah. And I've had him many times on the phone when he was with the Devils. He's been on the show when he was with the Devils. And, you know, and... and I've gone the remotes and stuff, and, and he'd always be on the phone. Like He would never come to the remote. So this is a first for me, and I'm sure it's a first for you and Peter as well. And it may literally be the first, literally be the first time that he has done something live on radio in person and not over the phone. Ray Rowe. Not, not me. I hung with him at Summer Jam last year. No, I've hung with the guy. He, he, he also signed the kid's journal. So he, what was his favorite artist at Summer Jam, Peter? Uh, thank you, Michael, for picking up on the sarcasm. Ice Spice. He was Ice really, Spice. he was, he was. Who doesn't Ice like Spice. Ice Spice? You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot to like. You know what I mean? Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Mikey, Mike. Michael, Don, Peter, how you guys doing? What's up? Good. You? I'm good. So I want to talk about the whole Tom Thibodeau, Brunson injury, et cetera. Um, I, it makes me so frustrated when people talk about Thibodeau wearing players out. I wasn't mad that Brunson was in the game yesterday. I was mad because the Grizzlies decided to turn into Steph Curry in his prime and made the game interesting. I can't take it. Like, it frustrates me. Tom Thibodeau plays his players. His players want to play every single day. There was nothing wrong with that. And that game, it's basketball. And that game was not over yet. And the injuries, it, that, listen, injuries are part of sports. That, that's what it is. You know, when Julius Randle got injured, there was, they were up 17 points with four minutes left. The Miami Heat had their starters still in, so why yep. would the Knicks take theirs out? The Heat is still trying to win the game. It makes me frustrated. I agree Tom with you, Mike. Such a great, Tom Thibodeau is such a great coach. I'd rather eat spaghetti off Don's stomach than listen to people complain about Tom. Oh Thibodeau. wow! Listen, it, you know what? It's a nice flat surface now, so enjoy. Yeah. It's wow. Got that big yeah. gaping belly button too, Mike. So a lot of pasta could be in there. Yeah, Mike, I agree with right you. out of it. I, I agree with you, Mike. Thank you for the phone call. Oh, uh, hey, hey, the bottom line is, what do you like? Do you like coaches like Greg uh, Popovich with the uh, the load management, or do you want a hey, coach that plays your players all the time? You do realize, like I said before, that when a team decides to rest their stars, they are telling you, "We don't care if we lose the game." They're not telling you we think and we, we don't can care win without the money them. That you spent to go see the game. We don't care if we win this game. The Knicks don't play that game. Now, part of the reason they don't play that game is because they can't afford to, but also because I just think the way they're built as a team, that they appreciate going out there and giving effort every single night, and they don't want to take a knee on any game. And I'd much rather that in sports than, ah, right, you know what? I know that the, there's 18,000 people in the building, and I know the game's on national television, but we don't care. When is that ever a good idea? Let's go to Mike in the Bronx. Mike, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Um, I had a question. I'm still, I'm still like iffy on this whole Knicks trade deadline situation. Mm-hmm. Be honest, if, if Mikel Bridges is there, do we get him or do we wait for one of these big names? Because I'm not really feeling like the Devin Booker trade during the summer or any of that stuff. And Peter, how did you feel about Monday? The all of the Rocky sucks chance. Did it feel like you were a kid again? <laughs> I know, right? It's, I, I got to tell you, I did not anticipate this many people chanting Rocky sucks whenever The Rock shows up. I, I don't think anyone anticipated that. That's sure. going to be fascinating to see. The, they, have, they have the big press event uh, after we get off the air tomorrow, 7 o'clock Eastern time, the big press event from Vegas where The Rock and Roman will have their moment. So we'll see what happens. Um, Are you sure I, they I weren't like, booing Natalie's dog? No, no one ever say that about The but Rock. But who calls The Rock Rocky? Oh, wrestling fans do. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And have you ever met? You, have you ever met Rocky? Rocky the dog? Yeah. Of course I have. Wonderful. Why would anybody think that he sucks? <laughs> yeah. He couldn't. He, t- he took in the Knicks game last night like a gentleman. Enjoyed yeah, himself as a support dog for you. I got to know Rocky real well re- recently. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous animal. 
I now, love the sounds we're... that come out of Rocky's body, though. Those that's that's Listen, fun. I, I I appreciate every moment. All right, because Peter, we don't know how long in, we're going to have them. We keep interrupting you, Peter. No, and by the way, Don, Michael should appreciate that as a man who appreciates the elderly. Right, you should really exactly. You should instantaneously respect Rocky. So, right, I, Rocky's. I, I'm I'm a little jealous though about something. Go so ahead. today is the great Ray Santiago's birthday. I know. Yeah, sure. Wasn't and it just RJ's birthday? What a show! What's going on over so there? So the DPH and Rothenberg show because Rick and Dave are gentlemen. They took them out to lunch, and they they have a picture. Uh, posted, or at least one of the people that was that at the lunch. Who do you? Who, I mean, uh, at the station, Don. Who do you think showed up at the uh, at the lunch or late breakfast? At the station, yeah. Well, I would think that. Uh, well, what time was it? It was probably right after the show. So at ten in the morning, they had a brunch or something. Because I guess. Yeah. Then, I, yeah. then I would think it, it Alan, feels like a post show brunch. Alan no, and Bart no. were in today, so I would no. think maybe they came in early. No, no Pinhead you know Suit John was there. Well, that's no. That just. Uh, you but know then, who else was there? It's, it's, it's Zelig. It's Zelig. I mean, it, Brown shirt. The Schnurr shows up there. It's unbelievable. But anyway, the point I was trying to make. You know who else was there? Hmm. Who? Debbie Duhame. Well, they make her a major part of the I show. I understand, but if we were all on fire. And and like Brandy Scott was sipping from a Dixie cup, she would not pour it on our head to put it out. And yeah. Debbie Duhame is part of the family. Well, maybe we need to treat. We her have better. never met Brandy Scott. We used to we used to hang out all the time with previous traffic people. Why do I feel like this is our fault, though? It's not our fault, Peter. I think it's our fault. Oh. The relationship with yeah, are we making are we making enough of an effort to make we her part of the show? Talked to her before every throw, and she ignores us. I understand well, I'll do it that. again. That is an issue. But have we reached out? Have we invited her to any of our events? Let's be no, honest. The, the truth is, I don't think she ever hears the show. But that's thinking. What about knowing and picking up a phone and saying, "Hey, we're going to be at UBS tomorrow. Why don't you swing by be part of the show? Do uh, the updates uh, live?" You know what? I'm going to do that when I throw to her right after this read. You know, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe and I want to hear what time. she says. Yeah. Maybe she'll listen. Good idea. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into two hundred instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings same game parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. String together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Can Mahomes and the Chiefs go back-to-back? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code EMPIRE. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code EMPIRE. The crown is yours. You must be 21-plus, physically present in New York, Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Well, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition even when the game goes into extra innings. Now, I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea and take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea. Join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It's uncomfortable. No, no I, I don't. Th- I don't think I could. Really? But she's total smoke show. <laughs> at times, incriminating. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's not be rash. Let's not be Don. Hold on, but don't answer yet. And a Michael K. Show favorite. Michael, you're you're such a child. It's the Woodya game. We yeah. play the air all the time. Yeah. The Woodya game. I've got some interesting ones today. This is a quick one. Quick hit right at the start. Would you rather fly or would you rather be able to be invisible? We've done this. Fly. Fly? I think We've I'd done rather... it. Fly. Fly. All right. Would you rather see 10 minutes into the future or 100 years into the future? 100. 
10 minutes into the future or 100 years of fun. fun. I hate when Don and I just agree on everything. Yeah, but but I'll I'll fight you on that. If you do 10 minutes into the future and you know what the lottery numbers are, you become a millionaire and a a multimillionaire. All right. You go 10 minutes into the future. You go to Belmont Park. You're going to win thousands of dollars. Thousands. Hmm. Yeah, I hear you. But if I could see what's happening a hundred years in the future, I could change the world. Right, you could see what's big and invest in it ahead of time. Yeah, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna. What happens in a hundred years? You're not gonna be around ten ten minutes from now. You can you can revel in what you get. All right, well, we'll give you the typical one that you guys like. Would you would, would you guys rather be burned alive or drowned? You know what? This is disgusting. I've heard people just... in movies. Uh, I, I heard it somewhere described as drowning is like a big wet hug from God. So I'll go with that. Both are awful, but... No, yeah, both are awful, and I, I seriously fear both. I fear yeah. drowning more. Cause really? It, well, yes, because it feels more realistic, although you know, people do. Fires happen, and I have, I have a friend who died in a fire. It's a real thing. Um, but I think you're probably right, Don, that ultimately as bad and scary as the drowning is... Once you pass out, which is relatively quickly, you never feel anything. Whereas the burning alive, God forbid, I have to imagine you're feeling that for a long time. Yeah, that's not good. You got It's a really terrible ask by you, but I think you got to go drown. <laughs> it's really evil. All right. Now, this one is very deep. Would you rather know for sure, for sure, that there is no God and no afterlife or oh. not know at all? Hmm. I think I'd rather not know. I think I'd rather not know because yeah, I think I think I think you got to go with not know, right? Because if there is nothing, then you're going to fear death even more. Like me. So the idea that you could be moving on to a better place, moving on to a place where you can see uh, family members that are no longer with us, then it might not be as bad. So that's what you want to cling to. All right, so this one is right along these lines, also very deep and very esoteric. Would you rather eat chocolate-flavored fav- poop or poop-flavored ice cream? Well, then, no, you go with the um, you go with the chocolate-flavored poop. Chocolate <laughs> I got, soft serve. I, I got to tell you, I think we're getting into a lot of repeat. This, this is like... We know, I never had this one, well, I Don. Never, I don't remember this one. It, if it wasn't this, it was almost exactly the so same So you, you want to just end the segment, Peter? You kill Joy? Is that what you want? <sighs> no, I want you to be better. Now, here's I why be I say the chocolate-flavored poop. <laughs> is because at least there's something good, the chocolate flavor. Right. What is ice cream but its flavor? So what would you say? You said you'd want the ice cream. Uh, no, no. I said I would want the chocolate-flavored poop. But it could also no. be sick, sickening. Yeah, I, I want to go poop-flavored ice cream for that exact reason. I'm not eating poop. But where do you think they get the flavor from, Peter? No, no. If you tell not, me it's artificial, it, but if it's actually it artificial. Of course well, it's artificial. Well, we that, don't know that. mixing poop into the ice cream. Well, He's that's... saying it's poop-flavored ice cream, but it's just a flavor. Oh, well, then I, I thought you were talking about that it would be like like natural flavors. There'd be I like hunks poop of poop flavor. in it. No, no, but if you get like a nice vanilla or or, or, or a bit like, like strawberry, there's bits of strawberry in it. Well, I... You're missing the point. No, I'm not missing the point because it's actually if if you're telling me that it's poop in in ice cream, that, then I would rather have because what flavored. is ice cream but the flavor of the ice? All right, cream? So when you have strawberry ice cream, a lot of times it's not just chunks; it's just strawberry flavoring. This oh, is poop I want flavor. The real stuff. All right. Uh, well, let's say, so say if it just okay. d- d- adjust it, made from real poop. Then no, I would rather not make well, it's real not, then, poop. It, then it's too easy. I'm I'm trying to do the work for you, Michael. Then obvi- the obvious answer would be the ice cream. But Peter, isn't it more interesting if it's naturally no, flavored it's not poop ice cream? No, interesting at all because they're both terrible. And you got to make a choice between two things that are equally terrible. All that right. makes it fun. Let, let's move Did on. Did we lose the whole essence of this now? Who no, knows what poop tastes like? Could be a delight. See, that, by the way, that's proof that we've already done this. But you have to remember, Don, the point of it is, is would you rather? And when he says the rather and says it's either poop that is ice cream um, or whatever the hell it was, it means one or the other. He can't mean both. And then it's not a would you rather. Thank, thank you for no. understanding the game, Peter. No, All right. So here, here's the last no, one. No, you don't understand. I understand the game. You don't. No. 
This one is very difficult. And I think this will regain Peter's faith in me. Peter and Don, would you rather painfully die during the apocalypse or live to try surviving after the apocalypse? I like the right. fact that you added the painfully. Right. Now, you, now you're back on board. Now you get it. Uh, I think I want to live after. Try to see if we can make it work. Like the show Last Man on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And January Jones is in that. That's worth it, no? Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> no Benanti, but, you know. <laughs> oh, January Jones. What about you, about. Peter? Uh, I, I think I want to get to the other side. With zombies and everything after the apocalypse, you're all you're good with that. You're not. You didn't guarantee. You did, there was no zombie guarantee. Well, 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 what is what happens after an apocalypse? What have we seen in movies? Not, I don't not, know. Not a. There's a zombie apocalypse, but you're talking about like you didn't say zombie. Oh, you it's just, just said, an apocalypse. It's not pleasant after the apocalypse, is what I'm saying. No, but it's just fighting to try to. Well, survive. like, it, did me and Natalie make it? I, I, listen, I, I didn't go that deep. Because that's the thing. If I'm solo, ro- roaming the planet by myself, yeah, you I don't seem like a survivalist. I, th- I think I'd rather die. But if 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 you're saying that I might have family, or na- you know, Natalie and Bear make it, Rocky, or the, Rocky's the four of not us making an apocalypse. Not you have no. By the way, every day for Rocky's an apocalypse, right. and he's still no, he's going. He's not making through a real apocalypse. Um, yeah, I. I, I yeah, if, if it's going to be that kind of apocalypse, if it's if you're talking about an apocalypse, apocalypse, then yeah, I'd rather be dead. See ya. All right, so but I'm going to add one But more. it's a painful death, Peter. Why wouldn't you want to fight for your life? By the way, it's also being told that you've already done drowning in fire as well. You may have repeated three from today. Yeah, this is a tough day. This is I, this is who, a don't who you don't said get I did drowning in fire. Uh, drowning in fire is a good old. Uh, midnight more on uh, inst- on Twitter. I've I've got copious records of this stuff. Uh, this one I've asked in some way, shape, or form. Would you rather be ugly and rich or poor and good looking? Well, ugly and rich. You yeah. Take care I, of your by, family, by the way, I basically I basically already am that. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with where I'm at. What? Poor and good looking? No. So you consider yourself rich? I don't consider you ugly. Well, I'm I'm probably closer to ugly and rich than good looking and poor. Interesting. How about right, this? Don? Let's yes. be realistic. No I, I know what I'm working with. Is that it, Michael? Oh, Mike Kafka. Yeah, I'm the offensive coordinator of the Giants has now been promoted to assistant head coach. Hmm. At first, I thought it said Mia Khalifa, and this is really uh, that would be odd. It doesn't sound like Dable. Now, what's the motivation behind <laughs> table, that? Table, uh, like a table. Well, maybe he's being offered good jobs as offense coordinators other places, and hmm. you know, I guess you can allow a lateral move. But so they it, must really like him. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, enough. Not enough remember, to play there well. were a lot of stories that he didn't. He didn't, he didn't get along with the, his coordinators. I guess he does. Well, he's the last man standing of the coordinators, but it wasn't exactly a great offense. But they must see something that doesn't necessarily translate into points but it did play better later in the season thanks for listening to the michael k show podcast hear more of michael don and peter live weekday afternoon starting at three on 98.7 espn in new york the espn app the TuneIn app or on your smart speaker hey alexa play 98.7 espn